Having a food allergy is not an easy thing, especially when it comes to knowing what to eat and what to avoid. I know how difficult it is. However, food allergies are not the only malady you can have when it comes to food, and in some cases you might not even know what that malady might be. Sometimes, in order to find out what else ails you, you have to rule things out. This is the purpose of the FODMAP diet, and if you have a food allergy, it can be even more complicated than it already is. Let's see what the deal is with this. Welcome everyone to Dairy Free Dude. I am Logan Graham, and I am here to talk to you about how to thrive in a world where dairy products seem to be as common as dirt. So, first you might be asking, what is the FODMAP diet? FODMAP stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. That's a lot of big words. Basically, they're short-chain carbohydrates, or sugars, that the small intestine doesn't really absorb super well. And they are in everything. What the FODMAP diet does is show you what foods are low FODMAP, and which ones are high FODMAP. Oh, and some foods are only low FODMAP in small quantities. And to add to that complexity, some FODMAP charts are different than others because different people may be sensitive to different foods in different quantities. Really, the FODMAP charts that are available only tell you what a majority of people are sensitive to. It's a very restrictive diet and not intuitive, but it's only meant to be temporary. If you're having gastrointestinal distress, which includes symptoms like cramping, diarrhea, constipation, stomach bloating, and gas, you can use the FODMAP to get to square one and then reintroduce high FODMAP foods one at a time to see just what exactly your body's having trouble with. It might seem to the person following it like it's eliminating a bunch of healthy foods, which can also be frustrating when you've already got a restricted diet due to food allergies. Try to be patient, and keep your chart handy for reference. Now, if you have a food allergy, sometimes it can be confusing as to where your alternative foods fall on the list. For example, both soft and hard cheeses are on the low FODMAP list. But as for my specific cheese alternatives, well, we're kind of at a loss, because the list doesn't actually mention them. When it comes to situations like that, the next best thing to do is to look at the ingredients list on the alternative product and see if it contains anything on the high FODMAP list. If it does, then you probably shouldn't eat it till you've ruled it out as a possible problem food. So, extra time at the grocery store reading labels. But hey, you should already be a pro at that by now. However, different forms of the same food might be on either the low or high FODMAP list. So, in those cases, when trying to decide whether an ingredient is good to eat according to the diet, try to look for its closest equivalent. For instance, if you have a product that contains green onion, find out whether it's just the green part of the green onion, which is low FODMAP, or if it contains the white part of the green onion, which is high FODMAP. Another example would be a product containing chickpeas, aka garbanzo beans. Canned chickpeas are low FODMAP, while garbanzo flour is high FODMAP. I know, pretty confusing. You can find several different FODMAP charts you can print out to carry around, 
apps are also available, though the app we have doesn't really seem to be that reliable. However, if you want something portable for your phone, that might be something to look into. Also, getting a registered dietitian to help you navigate this tricky situation will help you a lot. You don't want to be losing a bunch of weight while trying to figure out what to eat, especially if you're still in growing stages. In the end, if you end up having to go through the FODMAP diet process, try to frame it as a challenge or a puzzle, and less as a calamity. Try to figure out how to substitute things without just cutting them out. For example, the FODMAP puts onions, a great vegetable, on the high FODMAP list. Despair? No. Instead, try replacing them with fennel bulbs or even the bulb of baby bok choy. Being able to substitute items is a very valuable skill for people with food allergies. Celebrate what you can. You don't have to give up all the foods that you like. And those you do end up going without, you'll most likely will have them back eventually. Keep that in mind. And if you have to use the FODMAP diet to sort out your gastro issues your body is having, good luck on your journey. Who knew eating could be such a challenge? This is Logan Graham, the Dairy Free Dude. Live on!